Welcome to Maximize Your Social, actionable 10-minute advice on how your business can maximize your social media presence. Now, the host of Maximize Your Social, social media author, speaker, consultant, founder of Maximize Social Business, the Social Media Center of Excellence, and the Social Tools Summit, Neil Schaefer. Hey everybody, this is Neil Schaefer. Welcome to another episode of Maximize Your Social. Hey, I'm really sorry I missed you last week. Although I try to keep these podcasts to a weekly frequency, boy, I think I posted it on, on my personal Facebook, which I invite you all to become friends with me on, by the way. But I posted, I've just been real busy lately, really busy in caps. And as I prepare for, obviously, the launching of the Social Tools Summit in Boston, May 12th, my first conference, and just reaching out and engaging and really developing relationships with speakers, with sponsors, with with new social media tools companies that I didn't even know existed. And just all the good things that have come from that. Obviously, really, really excited about that. You'll be hearing a lot more about that until May 12th. And then, you know, March is just going to be extremely busy with me. I, I signed on a new client for social media consulting that I hopefully will be able to announce soon because I think it's a very, very interesting organization that I'm working with that I'd love to introduce to you. So I'm flying back to New York for that next week. I have a Facebook for business webinar on Wednesday, March 13th, and then I'm off to Las Vegas for a Motorola Channel Solutions workshop where I will be talking on social selling in front of, I don't know, I've been told at least 400 people have registered for that. And then I'm off to Germany to speak at CBIT, which is the world's largest IT conference. So if you're out there in Europe, I hope to see you there. They're also having a one-day Rock the Blog event for corporate blogs, which I will be the MC and moderator for for the entire day, which I'm really excited about as well. Hey, I come back here, I teach another class at Rutgers University, then I'm off to Social Media Marketing World in San Diego. So I always like to mentally try to prepare for these events as far in advance as I can. And you can imagine how all the different, you know, speeches and PowerPoint presentations and the logistics that goes into the planning has kept me busy. So let's move on to the content. I'm all about the content. And hey, if you want to know about my personal life, follow me on Facebook or ping me. But Let's move on to the topic of today. Another reason why I was unable to publish a podcast last week is I go through these periods where I have this newfound love for different social networks and I unearth new insight and new value from using them. And so last week was the week where I found this new love. It's really hard to love a platform any more than this for LinkedIn. And that's going to be the topic of today's podcast. And you know the reason why it took so long is I really wanted to put a little bit more time into developing my thoughts before I record the podcast. I'm usually good at doing it in real time, in all honesty, but this one, I thought the subject was so important that I wanted to rest on it a little bit, and here it is. So, the title of the podcast is Why LinkedIn Should Become Your New CRM. And I should preface this podcast by saying that I published a blog post. Man, uh, you can do a search on Maximize Social Business. It was either in 2009 or 10 or 11, where I said, think about it, Twitter... Your Twitter username is your new email address because no matter where you go, that Twitter handle stays with you. For most people, they don't change it. It also just makes you easily accessible by anyone in the world. They don't even have to have email to access you. They can just go on Twitter.com or on the Twitter app to access you. So it's pretty revolutionary when you think about it that way. And that's why a lot of celebrities have obviously you know, thrived on that platform. And, and anyone can really thrive for that reason. So if your Twitter name is your new email address... How do we keep in touch or keep you know, track of all the people that we meet in our life? 
Now, CRM is customer relationship management software. In the old days, I used something in my sales job. It's called Goldmine, which the founder of Goldmine now created a social CRM software application called Nimble. I think Salesforce.com is really the one that everybody knows about. It has the number one market share in the same way that Goldmine did before we had all uh, our information up in the cloud. So, you know, if you're already using Salesforce for your job, that's great. That is a CRM. But really, you know, how do you keep in touch with your professional network? And I think we can all agree that we are all creating more connections, more weaker connections over a broader geographical area because of the emergence of the internet and, and you know, technologies and social networks, which have allowed us to do so, right? So in the same vein that Twitter is your new email address, LinkedIn should be where you manage all your relationships. So as I said, if you work for a business, Salesforce, or maybe use another enterprise CRM, that's great. You already have access to that. But I ask you two questions. Number one, what if you're a small business and you're not using those enterprise-grade tools? And or what about for yourself? Right now, there are some tools I use one of the social media dashboards and I use a lot of tools and I have such respect for the industry. It's why I'm launching a, you know, a social tool summit all about it. But one of my uses is Sprout Social as a social media dashboard. And Sprout Social has a pretty interesting functionality that allows you to also manage your personal accounts together with the corporate accounts. So in other words, you know, from nine to five, you're doing a community manager role or you know whatever role you might be on behalf of the company, but you also wanna sort of check up and see if you've gotten something important on LinkedIn or on Twitter or what have you. Sprout Social allows you to easily, within the dashboard, switch to a personal mode, and that information then is, is protected and it's not going to be you know hijacked by you know enterprise networks or, or what have you. Now, I don't use that, and I don't know a lot of, I don't know about a lot of tools that have that functionality, even if they did, I don't know if you'd use that. I still keep my personal, personal, my work, work, and that's probably the way your employer wants you to do it as well. But even if you did use it, you're still tied to your company email address, right? Because you probably use your company email address to log into a tool like that, whether it be a Salesforce or a Spout Social, and what happens if you change companies? It, it happens a lot, right? A lot more than people realize for a lot of different reasons. And that's why, you know, in the same vein of your Twitter email address, once you connect with someone on LinkedIn, that connection is golden regardless of what happens, regardless of where you go in life. So my sort of newfound love or my aha moment was... I'm always trying to downsize. You know, the paperless revolution happened 20 years ago. But if you looked at my office, you'd think, Neil, you're 20 years behind. And, and I try to be as efficient as possible and to really keep the paper, the unnecessary paper to a minimum. Now, business cards are interesting because they really pile up. Uh, they pile up fast for someone who does a lot of speaking at events and does a lot of networking. And I have shoeboxes full of business cards. And I've tried those services. I know what you're saying, Neil, there's like services like Shoebox that you can use and you send them your business cards, they scan them and, and put them in an Excel spreadsheet. And yes, I've actually used a service like that before. I've actually recorded a video of the founder of the service describing it, which I've yet to upload to YouTube, which I'm going to have to do one of these days. And I did that once and I got my Excel spreadsheet. But at the end of the day, the Excel spreadsheet is based on scanning and you lose a lot of the context when the data gets removed from the business card. Oftentimes you remember things from looking at the business cards. Some business cards have photos or, you know, whatever it might be. So I decided that now was the time that I was going to do something with my business cards. And guess what? If you haven't invested in a CRM before, and I am a nimble user, by the way, and I've looked into others, 
at the end of the day, if you haven't invested in something like that, you probably won't. But you're on LinkedIn, right? So I decided that LinkedIn was going to be my CRM going forward, and I was going to invest the time and resource above and beyond what I've already done to go through and connect with those people that I had business cards for, or you know, 99% of the people that I had met that I, that I remembered where I met. <laughs> Some of them I had vague memories because literally these business cards went back to 2008. And I know it's gonna sound crazy, but that's what I've been doing, 50 business cards a day. You can do it too. 50 business cards a day, one by one, do a search for their name on LinkedIn, and you too can have LinkedIn as your new CRM. Now, you're probably asking, why? Well, I spent a little time really thinking, and to some it's obvious, to me it was sort of obvious. If it's not obvious to you, let me go through seven reasons, maybe this should be the new title of this podcast, right? Seven reasons why LinkedIn should become your CRM. Number one, if you haven't invested in a CRM, you never will, right? This goes back to that previous point. If you've looked into the technology, what have you, just use LinkedIn. You're already a member. And although, you know, with CRMs, you will get additional functionality and some of the CRMs will attempt to integrate with LinkedIn. But the minute that you integrate with LinkedIn and you integrate with a Twitter and a Facebook and your email database, you, you start getting multiple contacts that aren't easily integrated and you have a whole new headache of managing things, which is why I like to sort of keep it simple with LinkedIn. So that's number one. You're probably already a member, so you already have access to a CRM tool. Why not use it? Number two, LinkedIn reaches one-third of the global professional audience. It's a pretty strong stat that LinkedIn makes, but I do believe it's true, especially if you live in the United States or the Netherlands, you know, countries where there is a large population that's on LinkedIn. And I want to ask you something, you know, I, so I go through the business cards, right? And not everyone's on LinkedIn. Now, the executives and sort of the people that I want to make sure I keep in touch with better than I have been over the past eight years, or seven years, I should say, are on LinkedIn, but there are some others that aren't. Well, what do you do about them? So over the last seven years, I, I haven't had any value in the relationship, in, in the business card. So if they're not on LinkedIn to begin with, it just doesn't seem to have value holding on to a business card in the future. Now, this is all about maintaining professional contacts. If there's like a handyman or, hey, I have a broken window, can you repair it? Those sorts of business cards are a little bit different, right? I'm talking about from a professional career perspective. I don't know if you've ever heard of a influence marketing, uh, a social scoring company, I should say, called Peer Index out of the UK together with you know, Cred from People Browser in Australia slash San Francisco and the more famous Clout. They also have a social score that they give to, to people. And, you know, it's really big in Europe. And Brandwatch, the social listening company, which I'm proud to say is one of the sponsors of the Social Tools Summit, actually bought out Peer Index a few months ago. And the founder and CEO of Peer Index, Azim, really, really smart guy, reached out to me. And I remember having a conversation with Azim when I met him after iStrategy in London, when I presented in London in, I think it was May of 2012. And he had just written an article for the Harvard Business Review. And I, I share that because it's one of the more compelling pieces of content that I've ever read that delivers deeper insight into social media. And the thesis of what he talked about, and it was about proving the ROI of social media to executives who didn't think there was ROI, was all about customer lifetime value, or CLV. Okay, Customer lifetime value is simple. When the cable company or the phone company, when someone signs you onto a service, they predict that Number one, you're going to pay X dollars a month for the service. Number two, you're going to stick around for X months on average, 
you know, people move around or change services. Uh, and number three, there's a chance that you are going to refer a friend to become a customer as well, which is why a lot of, you know, companies have these refer a friend campaigns or, you know, give you $5 off for referring someone or what have you. Now, the thesis of Azim's argument was, don't social media users have a greater customer lifetime value than those that aren't in social media because of their power to refer your company and others, which is exponential to people that aren't on Facebook or aren't on Twitter or aren't on LinkedIn. That's not to say you need to be on social media to be influential in real life because that's not necessarily the case, obviously. They're extremely influential people that don't need to be on social media. They yield so much influence. But if I had to choose between someone that is nowhere online and someone that has profiles with 100, 200 friends, you know, chances are they might have a greater customer lifetime value than someone that's not on social. And the more active they are in social, the more real friends they have and influence they have, the larger potential customer lifetime value they have. So I believe that might be the same for professionals that are on LinkedIn versus not on LinkedIn. All the benefits of being on LinkedIn, of, of the introductions, of finding information or having them find your information on the newsfeed, all these things come from being a member of LinkedIn. So I'm arguing, as I went through the business cards, you know what, if they're not on LinkedIn, I'm just not going to worry about it. Now, if they're not on LinkedIn and I got their business card and we reached out to each other before, they're probably already somewhere in my Gmail or, or what have you. It's not anything to worry about. But, you know, if you're thinking, well, what about the people that aren't on LinkedIn? I almost wouldn't worry about them because I really question how much value that they might have for you in the future. And if they already have value for you, you're already well connected with them where you don't even need to have them in your CRM because you're already in touch with them. Hope that makes sense. So that's why I believe that members of LinkedIn for your professional career, your professional net will yield greater, a greater CLV than those that aren't on LinkedIn. And that's another reason why LinkedIn should become your CRM. And on that note, okay, the third reason is what I like to call the discoverability of hidden connections. It's when you have a reason, okay, I spent the last few weeks going into all these tools companies that some I had been in contact with, some I hadn't, and trying to find someone that could put me in touch with someone that was in charge of their events or marketing or in some cases the CEO. And for almost every company, you know, there's a second degree connection somewhere, right? And therefore, you know, you never know who that second degree connection is going to become because I don't know who your first degree connections are. You don't know who mine are. You may be best friends with the CEO of a company I've been trying to knock on the door for years and vice versa. But when we are connected and we have an objective for doing an advanced people search, we discover these hidden connections. And that is only something possible on LinkedIn. Can't do that. And I know that there's, there's CRM companies that are trying to develop that technology to do it. But LinkedIn obviously has that down and that's the big value of LinkedIn. And that's where your CRM becomes a multi-dimensional CRM, not a single dimension but you get to reach out to second and third degree connections and at least have visibility, right? Number four, similar to a Twitter username, when people change, they don't change their LinkedIn URL, right? So when their email address changes, you can't get hold of them, you can still message them through LinkedIn. So no matter what changes they have in companies or email addresses, the contactability of that person remains the same. And that's what a CRM should be about, right? Number five, LinkedIn has added the contacts functionality. They've had it for a while and they've experimented with, you know, LinkedIn iPhone apps and, you know, connected and card munch and they've had all these different things. But 
the net net is if you go to linkedin.com you go to connections at the very top it's going to show you who's had birthdays today in fact sometimes they show it on the right hand side of your linkedin.com screen they show you who's had birthdays who's had a work anniversary who's changed jobs and these are great ways of keeping in touch with your network. I mean, that's what a good CRM would do for you, right? We'd put out those reminders. And in fact, on the note of reminders, if you wanted to remind yourself to get in touch with someone after a month or three months or a year, you can add those within LinkedIn. So LinkedIn has really brought in a lot of this CRM functionality to make it easier to use as a CRM. Let's talk about some other functions. And I guess number six would be these other functions that that LinkedIn has as a CRM, the ability to add tags, you know, sort of put in where you met, to be able to search by organization. Okay, when you have a CRM, you're only able to search your contacts. With LinkedIn, you're able to search your contacts and who they work with or used to work with. And that's another critical thing of finding and or creating an extended network, right? So these are all the additional features that LinkedIn has that you can and should be taken advantage of. You know, when was the last time you were in touch with them? LinkedIn will give you all that information. Where were your past messages? So a lot of what I'm talking about is already built into the CRM programs. But like I said, if you haven't invested in the CRM yet, you probably won't. You may not want to deal with a new user interface or, or pay an additional fee. And we'll talk about paying a fee at the end of this podcast. But, you know, LinkedIn just makes sense. You're already on there. It's free, what have you. Finally, if I was going to throw out a seventh reason... And hopefully you're already sold in. <laughs> but, you know, when you're looking for help and you want to let your professional network know that you're looking for a new job, you're looking for an introduction into a company, you just published a blog post, whatever announcement you have, that stuff's not necessarily appropriate on Facebook. And a lot of people on Facebook may tune out because that's not what they're there for. Now, some people can get away with it. I have a quasi-personal professional profile on Facebook, but I'm not of the norm probably. But LinkedIn is a place where you can do that, right? So... You never know what value that has until you have a need for it, similar to that advanced people search. And it also gives you the ability to gain knowledge about your network and about what they're doing. And that knowledge can have a lot of real benefits for you just by checking out your, your newsfeed, the network updates, what have you. These are things that you can't get on other CRMs, but you can get on LinkedIn. Now, the beautiful thing about this is it's free. And I want to talk to this last point about paying for a LinkedIn subscription because you don't need to pay to get access to any of this. Now, LinkedIn very recently has made it more difficult for you to do searches. So if you do LinkedIn for sales or if you're looking for a job or you're trying to recruit people, you tend to do a lot of searches. And LinkedIn is counting these searches and now they're saying you have reached the maximum number of searches. The search limit may be 100, it may be 50. I haven't really counted. I think it's somewhere around there. But if I'm doing 50 business cards in a day, sometimes I put in company names. I don't know the exact algorithm that LinkedIn is using. Some of these people I'm already a first degree connection with, so that'll show up in the, in the search. I don't even have to do a search. But for those that I don't, it added up pretty fast. And LinkedIn is now saying you must pay for a subscription if you want to do that many searches each month. Now, that being said, if you're only looking for people, if you're looking for your first degree connections, it is unlimited. And LinkedIn is very, very clear about that. You will always see your first degree connections show up in searches. And even when you're limited, the first few results will show up. So it's a little bit inconvenient, but if the person you're looking for doesn't show up in the first few results because they're not a first degree connection yet, you can filter down by company name, location, and 99 or, well, I'll say 95% of the time, I was able to 
get those results. That being said, I made the strategic decision on just two days ago to actually, for the first time, I had invested in the Personal Plus $99 a year program. I decided to invest in the LinkedIn Premium $25 a month program. And the reason is I do a lot of searches. And for me, time is money. I can't deal with the inefficiency. And it's a new investment into seeing and reaffirming the value that LinkedIn has in my professional life, especially with the launch of Social Tools Summit, but not necessarily limited to that. Now, with that $25 a month, I have the ability to send five in-mails, and I'm going to use those very, very carefully because I believe more about getting a warm introduction rather than just sending an email. Email, as I always say, is like the Hail Mary. But you know what? If you're going to buy a CRM, you're going to pay $10, $15, $20, $25 a month for it anyway. So it's not money that's lost. And you know, if I'm going through a period now where I do a lot of searches, if I want to tone it down... I'll grade back down to a free profile. But I think with LinkedIn's latest move, a lot more people are going to be upgrading. And I think there's going to be a lot less resistance because I've always told people, when you have a functionality that's killer for free on a social network, you use it as much as you can because you never know when that's going to go away. Well, here's another one that's gone away. I hope that gave you some food for thought. I hope it was worth the two-week wait for this podcast. I obviously put a lot of thought into it. And with each podcast, I really want to deliver thought-provoking, compelling content for you. Otherwise, it's a waste of both of our times. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I already told you the crazy schedule that I'm going to be having. Boy, I don't even know where or when I'm going to be recording my next podcast. I will try to stick to the schedule. But hey, if there's anything that I can ever do for you, if we're not connected on LinkedIn, please send me an invite request. Let me know that you heard from the podcast. It's pretty easy to find me on LinkedIn. And wherever you are in the world, and hopefully if you're on the East Coast, you're sort of surviving this tremendous snow and cold that we've had. But wherever you are in the world, make it a warm and great social day. Bye-bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to Maximize Your Social. We appreciate all of your iTunes subscriptions, ratings, and comments. If you would like to appear on this show or recommend content, please contact Neil Schaefer at neil at maximizeyoursocial.com. Please also make sure to check out Neil's new community, the Social Media Center of Excellence at socialmediacoe.com, as well as Neil's first social media event, the Social Tools Summit, which will be in Boston on May 12th. Thanks again, and make it a social day.